goodness, I will call on the name of the Lord who is worthy to be praised. Have you given God some praise today? Have you told him that he was worthy to receive glory and honor or whatever you wanted to express it? Did you do that today? Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. We thank and praise God for this day. The day is Wednesday. It is not Thursday. It is November 24th. I want to thank you for joining Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson, your humble servant. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m. The new time is 9 a.m. Yes, you can sleep in a, a, a couple of more minutes, but 9 a.m. service starts. It's called to order, and we're going to worship God who is worthy to be praised. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And tonight, tonight, Acts of the Holy Ghost. Usually we have this on Thursdays and, you know, many places people are celebrating. They're going to be with family, going to be friends. They're going to be occupied. And there was something that came up, a uh, question, and thought I would address it um, uh, this evening rather than sooner than later. And so we'll be diving into that uh, in a moment here. But I want you to know we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. There is no plan B. I'm going to take a different route. Nope, we're going to follow what God has to say. Um, a man with experience, follow what God has to say. Follow what the word of God says and you'll be all right. You know, um, you might shed, you're going to shed some tears in this life. You're going to deal with some situations, some circumstances, things are going to catch you off guard and, you know, and, and, and you may even want to take matters into your own hands, but follow the word of God. You know, if you take matters into your own hand, you'll never see the power of God. You won't see the miracles that God can work. I was in a situation where I wanted to take matters into my own hand. And I, I mean, it was a very serious. My blood was boiling like, like, you know, it was boiling. And had I taken matters into my own hand, I wouldn't be where I am today. Neither would the souls that have been impacted uh, dear to me, uh, family and friends, it would have taken on a whole new uh, lifestyle in itself, a whole new history. And I wouldn't be here, as far as I know of, testifying right now that God is able to see you through the most, some of the most difficult circumstances that you could ever face. Stick with God's plan. He has the best plan. There is no plan B. There are no other options. The best way to face op opposition is by obedience to the word of God. You know, many places, as I mentioned a, a, a moment ago, are will be celebrating Thanksgiving 
And, you know, uh, there are other places that celebrate Thanksgiving outside of the U.S. and they do it on different days. I don't know if they have the same storyline that was fed to us throughout the years. You know, the, the story of the pilgrims coming and the beautiful autumn scenery and and everybody was doing well and everybody was getting along and it was a friendly occasion. You know, I don't know the history. I have not looked it up in other places, but I do know our history. And so it is good to be thankful uh, in spite of what you've been fed, what you've been told. Uh, it's still good to be thankful. You know, it's good to be thankful for what God has done. It's good to be thankful that you do know the truth. It's good to be thankful that you understand and and therefore because you understand you're able to make right decisions. You're able to do things a right way, a better way. When you have know the history of yourself, family, don't be afraid of history. Don't be afraid of knowing the hiccups that you may have encountered through your family, your ancestors or different things. You know, don't be afraid to know that information because you don't have to live and do those same things. But if it was good, then certainly you want to follow what is good and what is right. We're going to I want to dive right into this now. And it's something that you need to know, something that all of us need to know. And uh, it came up. We were talking about baptism. So um, uh, baptism, you know, there are a lot of uh, people who are immersed in water. People are sprinkled with water. Children are sprinkled with water. And, you know, there are elaborate ceremonies that are carried on at, at times. And, um, you know, I, I was baptized. I was baptized um, after giving myself to the and, and coming and presenting myself unto the Lord. And I, I was, you know, I was not in church. I was an individual that said I would. I went to church before, but I said I was going to never go to church again, um, and and just did not just just wanted to turn. But there was something else. The God had a different plan, and so when I was baptized, I was I was baptized after service. We didn't have a baptism pool at the church uh, that was started. We have a baptism pool now at the at the church that I grew up in. But at that moment, we were we were having a meeting in a daycare and we would go to the daycare and set up the chairs and have church and the spirit of the Lord would meet us there. And, and it wasn't a lot of us, but we were making a lot of noise, just praising and magnifying God. There was people that drove by and heard, heard us uh, in this little, little place. And I do mean it was a little place um, up in Altadena, uh, California. And they was on their way to, uh, to another service, but heard us praising the Lord. And they, they stopped uh, where they was going and came in and began to praise God too. And from that moment, never made it to where they was going, but stayed with uh, the church and helped us and guided us as we were uh, birthing a work for Christ. Now, this was the church that I grew up in, Greater Grace uh, AOH Church of God in, um, under the leadership of Overseer Blanche Irving. And so um, I came and, and went down in Jesus' name uh, in a swimming pool. Uh, one of the uh, saints had a pool and that's what we did baptism at. 
went down to the to their to their house, met there, was baptized in that pool. And from the time that I came out the water, the cravings that I had, uh, what I used to do, I didn't do anymore. Uh, I uh, the uh, desire uh, getting high because I stayed high. I was a functioning, what you call a functioning dependent. And so I was able to work. I went to, I worked two jobs at, and, um, and I was a functioning dependent. One my supervisor walked up to me, I was sharing this with somebody and just looked in my eyes and just shook his head and walked away. Uh, Cause that was my state of being all the time. So you have people that are around you that are functioning dependent. You know, I had friends and, and others that would drink vodka because it didn't give the same odor as the uh, uh, when you drink um, a brand, uh, drink any other Hennessy or anything like that. You know, you couldn't get away with drinking that kind of stuff on the job. And so, um, and so some of them supervising them, you know, they knew what to drink that um, would not tell off on them right away. But you can tell stuff by looking in people's eyes and by watching their actions and stuff. But when I went down in, in, in the water and came up, I, I came up in the newness of life. And those things, old things was passed away. I haven't, and that was uh, nearly 30 years ago. Hadn't touched anything. And uh, since then, God has been good, you know, and I've been around others, but God has kept me. God has kept me. Uh, the Bible tells us in, in Romans, the, the, the sixth chapter, and well, I'm, before I read this, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your word this evening, Lord God. Thank you for this, this uh, teaching and ask that you would bless us, Lord God, and bless each one that is listening. Lord, remember those that are under the sound of my voice that will be listening later. That you would bless them, Lord God, open their understanding as well. In Jesus' name, amen. I went down in the water and the Bible tells us in, in Romans, the sixth chapter says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized in Jesus Christ were baptized unto his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also shall walk in the newness of life. So the old man, the old man was was buried. You know, um, there, there's a saying, I, I went home, the enemy was fighting. The enemy will fight you when you give your life to the Lord. He's going to fight you because you change sides. You got on the winning team, and, and he's not going to be happy about that, and, and and he will attack you. The apostles and Christ, if he attacked Christ, certainly he's going to attack you. He, that was God manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, saint of angels, and preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory, and he fought him. Uh, so he's going to fight you. People are going to come against you. This is not a when you get saved and, and uh, sanctify yourself, separate yourself unto the Lord, that the enemy is not going to come against you. And he'll come against you in various ways. You know, we have to be like the uh, like the palm tree. You know, the palm tree is 
the Bible said, tell us that um, blesses the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but he, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law do he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in the season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. You know, that tree that is by the, the banks of the river has a hold on the rocks and therefore it doesn't just fall over right away. You know, the palm tree, as you've seen from your life experience, the wind is blowing it and it bends, it bends. You know, right now in the Southern California area or at the Inland Empire, the wind is blowing and, you know, the trees uh, will bend, but there's something about that palm tree that it bends, but it does not break like other trees. And, and so, uh, when the enemy come, you, you might you gonna bend, but you're not gonna break. You're not gonna give in to to him coming against you and fighting, because you're walking in the newness of life. And so, uh, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. There was a um, my I was telling my uh, gospel mother one time I said listen I said uh, someone did something to me and and they did something we was coming home we had came home from church and we were uh, about to enter in and my neighbor I, I, I my neighbor was nuts and he he did something um and he thought it was funny I didn't think it was funny it was a time I wanted to take that I want to take that matter into my own hands, and um, I was telling the pastor, and the pastor said, "You, you got some more dying to do." Mm -hmm. Dead man don't feel pain. Dead man don't feel the the pressure, the hurt, and the different things that you just described, and, and so you got some more dying to do, and that was early on. That was some years ago, and I thank God for that wisdom. You know, we have to die out to some things and not let everything impact us. And we have to know how to put things in its proper perspective and know what who is the author of it. The enemy is the author of confusion. He's the author of uh, of, of trying to disrupt peace. He is carrying on doing all those things. And, and so we need to know that and and not ignore it. And, you know, so we can keep ourselves because you don't know who's watching you. You know, you don't know. As we've been in the book of, of Daniel, if you, uh, if Daniel, if, um, Ratchak, Meshach, and Abednego had acted out of character in any kind of way, uh, Nebuchadnezzar would not have seen and received the revelation that he uh, had on that day. And so we, we got to move forward. I, I have a prayer meeting on Wednesdays. Usually it's my day of uh, prayer. And so... Um, and so, you know, so I, I'm kind of pressed in the time here, but I, I want to get this out. Listen, so we're talking about something you need to know. And that is baptism. The first baptism that we are aware of now, baptism, according to the biblical records of performances, um, is immersed in water. And so... Uh, the first baptism 
was under the cloud in the sea, which the children of Israel experienced. So this is the first baptism that we that we know of, and, and that is um, found in uh, Corinthians, First Corinthians, and you might hear some pages turning because I'm actually using my Bible uh, this evening instead of um, instead of my notes. I'm going I'm going through the scriptures with you right now. I'm always going through the scriptures with you, but I usually have stuff pre-printed out. But I'm just going with you as if I was right now. If we was in the streets, now this is what I would do. I would have to have my Bible with me, and I would have to certainly know what I'm talking about uh, out of my experience and studying with the Lord. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And, and so um, uh, we know that baptism goes pretty far back. And the second baptism was, was preached and executed by John the Baptist, which I believe everyone uh, are is familiar with, uh, John's baptism, and that was the baptism of repentance. You know, the Bible tells us in Matthew's the third chapter. Uh, it says in that third chapter, in about the eleventh verse, it says, "I indeed baptize with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, in whose shoes I am not worthy to bear." He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And so John bear witness that you there's a baptism that, that's going to occur, that he's going to baptize. He's greater than I am. I'm baptizing you under repentance, but there is another baptism that you're going to uh, experience, another baptism, and that baptism that he brings, you're going to want to adhere to it because he's greater than I. The, the 19th chapter of Acts and the fourth verse says, then, then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance. Let me, let me start over with the, uh, with the first verse. And it came to pass that while Apollos and was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast, came to uh, Ephesus and finding certain disciples. Okay, so he found people that believed. And he said unto them, have ye received the Holy Ghost? Now that's, a, that's another conversation, another teaching uh, that we must have because we're talking about acts of the Holy Ghost, which goes from Genesis to Revelation, not just the book of Acts. And so uh, he said unto them, have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believe? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, uh, unto what then were ye baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. So they had been baptized according to what they had heard John say, and that was under the baptism of repentance. Then said Paul, verily, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on, upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about 12. And so we see that uh, that baptism, um, when they went forth, they went forth according to uh, those that was baptized in the baptism of repentance. John was rebaptized. 
And the third and final baptism uh, performed in the Bible was baptism unto salvation. And you hear a lot about that from churches, of course, uh, according to Acts 2.38, which I can pretty much quote, um, but I'll, I'll read it. It says, uh, then Peter, no, no, the 37th verse. No, no, I'm going to start at the 36th verse. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts. They're convicted. When's the last time you felt the word of God should bring about some conviction, uh, even for the speaker, the minister that is presenting the word. It should do something for them as much as it does for the people. And pricked in their heart, and they said unto Peter and unto the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sin and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And, and so this is the uh, third baptism. So the first baptism was that which occurred in the Old Testament where they, as they passed through the, the Red Sea, uh, the second baptism was that of repentance uh, by John the Baptist. And then there is the baptism unto salvation. Now baptism in Jesus name is uh, appropriate for the dispensation of grace. And that's where we are. We are in the dispensation of grace. We are not, uh, we're, we're awaiting the arrival of our Lord and Savior as he said he would come and he would return. And, and so um, uh, in this dispensation, it's something that the prophets and them did not see. When we read, as we read through the book of Daniel, you'll understand that more uh, that they did not see that. And so the Bible lets us know uh, that uh, the baptism in Jesus' name is appropriate for this time. Now, baptism is used for salvation. Someone said it's not for salvation. It's an outward display um, so that people will know that you're repentant. No, that's not what baptism is for. Baptism is is for remission of sin. And that's what the scripture has said thus far. First Peter three and 21 says, the like figure unto even baptism doeth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of the good conscience toward God. And so that good conscience, the washing away of sin, is um is done through water baptism the, the blood that was shed on the cross uh, is applied salvation is made known and applied through the water baptism even jesus himself was baptized uh, thereby the bible tells us to fulfill all righteousness and, and so uh, jesus was baptized he set the example for us and if our Lord and Savior set that type of example, how could we not uh, uh, follow the example that he has set for us? Uh, the Bible tells us uh, in uh, Matthews, uh, it says that then come of Jesus uh, from Galilee to Jordan and unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him saying, I have need to be baptized of thee and comest thou to me. 
And Jesus said, answering, said unto him, Suffer it to be so, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And then he suffered him. Uh, then John yielded himself and did just as he was instructed to do. And that was the baptism of Jesus Christ. Now, the Bible also tells us that Jesus uh, let them know. In Mark, Mark, the 16th chapter, six verses said, uh, he gives them a command and he said, go, he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And so th that's a command, that's an order. So uh, many that say, well, it's not necessary. Jesus felt it was necessary. He felt it was very necessary. And, and so uh, this baptism, uh, Galatians 3 and 27 gives us more insight. And it's important that as we read the word of God, we pay attention, not just escape, not just escape over thing. And, you know, you go to church, you should ask the preacher. You have a right to ask, to inquire of the ministers. Uh, what they're teaching you, is it truth? Baptism is essential because it, we put him on for uh, the Bible tells us in Galatians, uh, the Galatians, the third chapter and the 27 verse said, for as many of you as have been baptized unto Christ have put him on. And so if you're not baptized, you did not put Christ on. You can say, I believe all you want. And, and it, that's good. That's a good start. But understand something. The Bible says the devil believes and he trembles. Mm -hmm. The devil believes. And, and so and so belief is not enough. It is the actions that we take and what we do in following the word of God and what God has to say. Now, God is not going to ignore his word. Uh-huh. He's not going to ignore his word in any way. And so baptism is of God's ordained ceremony. The baptism of John uh, was superseded by baptism in Jesus' name. Uh, about the, uh, the 19th chapter of Acts clearly points out and that the men that were baptized under John's baptism was rebaptized by the Apostle Paul. John himself referred to a follower of Jesus. As he said, I, I indeed baptize with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is minor than... And I can't even uh, untie shoes. Mm -hmm. And so the majority of, uh, or quite a few people uh, in the church world, uh, they follow after Matthews 28 and 19, a very familiar passage of scripture. And we see this on, on many um, uh, people on TV and uh, in the movies and churches and different things that are following uh, what Matthew says and Matthews is not telling us anything incorrect. <laughs> Matthews is giving us the unadulterated truth. And so the Bible tells us uh, uh, that uh, the Lord uh, gave this command. Uh, he said, go ye uh, therefore and teach all nations. Listen to this carefully. Go ye and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name. I want you to stop there. If I ask you what was your name, you would not tell me father. You would not tell me son. You would not tell me husband, nephew, or anything. I asked, what is your name? And so he told them, you wouldn't say it is, you wouldn't say your name was daughter. 
you wouldn't say your name was niece. You would not say your name was, was your job title. You would say what your name is, that name, and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And teaching them, listen, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Now, it's not a suggestion. We're talking about a command, teaching them what I command you. And lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. And so they understood this. They understood that the, the command was to, was to teach all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost. I was speaking with someone. They said, well, we baptize in, under the title. They didn't say title. They said under, uh, because it's marked in red. Well, everything God said is not marked in red. You have to um, buy one of those special editions, but uh, that, that even the Old Testament have some things marked in red. But Jesus gave them command and they understood. Now, John never heard Jesus make this statement because he had been dead already for nearly three years. Uh, Jesus also had been dead for three days and three nights and had risen and was about to ascend into heaven uh, before this statement was made. So John couldn't uh, use the ceremony uh, because he had never heard it. Uh, John couldn't do or follow what was said in uh, Matthews 28, 19, because he was already gone. Now the singular noun name, 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 applies that there is one name. This was a singular statement, name, not names, but name. So uh, it encompasses all three titles. So when you use the name of Jesus, you're in Now, John, the fifth chapter and the 43rd verse gives us some insight. You know, and so the Bible tells us that uh, right there in that 43rd verse that Jesus was talking to his disciples. Uh, they, and, and the Bible says, I am come in my father's name and you receive me not. And if another should come in his own name, him will you receive. So Jesus is letting them know and letting all those know that are listening and those that receive and those that reject him that I came in my father's name. And we know what that name is. I don't even have to tell you at this point because you already know. The name of the son and she shall bring forth a son. Uh, many are going to be, uh, you see Christmas decorations already going up. And we know Christ, the, the true day that Christ was not. Uh, but listen, many decorations are going up right now to celebrate uh, the holidays. Some are going to be celebrating solace. Others are going to be celebrating uh, what they celebrate. Uh, but Matthews 1 and 21 was specific. It says, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And so the name of the son is Jesus. He, and he would do what? Save people from their sin. Now the name of the Holy Ghost, the name of the Holy Ghost uh, is uh, as well. You need to understand that when Jesus said to, that, it, that you should baptize in the name 
of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They understood that very, very clearly. Matt, John 14 and 20 says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. And, and so they understood what the name, that name was. So when Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost, uh, a friend of mine, a, a, a Mormon um, minister, elder, uh, we were having a discussion at work one day and um, and he said that that the apostles, they made a mistake when they start baptizing in Jesus name. Well, there were instances where, where when they didn't do something correctly, they were instructed. Peter, when he, he didn't want to go to the Gentiles and, and preach to Cornelius and uh, house uh, and Jesus corrected him and told him that whatever I have uh, made clean, don't you call it unclean. They were corrected and they were instructed. They understood exactly what the Lord meant and what he was saying. And so he commanded them. Jesus led his disciples out as far as Bethany. Then the Bible said that he opened their understanding uh, to the scriptures. And speaking plainly to them, said that repentance. I, I love reading this uh, one. I'm, I'm a fan of Luke. I like reading Luke's, uh, the book of Luke, as well as the um, his second epistle, which is the book of Acts. And so the Bible uh, tell us that uh, the Lord led them out. And he said, and Jesus said unto them, this is the 44th verse of the 24th verse, 24th chapter. He said unto them, these are the words which I speak unto you, that while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. So what you read in scriptures, what you heard minister, what you heard said, it was all about me. Genesis to Revelation was about, about Christ and salvation and redemption, our redemption, our salvation. The 45th verse says, then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scripture. So make no mistake about it. They knew what they were doing. They understood. And he said unto them, thus it is written. So he opened their understanding. And he said, it, it's it, behoove Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. The 47th verse says, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you're a witness of these things. Now, remember, we just read in Matthews that he told them uh, to go forth into all nations. Uh -huh. He told them to go forth into all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And, and he told them, uh, observe to do all these things. Uh, I'm with you until the end. And he opened their understanding. So they knew, they understood what it meant, what baptism was about. So when you're baptized, or if you plan on being baptized, you want to be baptized. Well, now you know how we baptize. And, and that is according to Acts 2, and as I read, 37, 38. And so I'm going to paraphrase that. And after hearing the word uh, from the apostles, Jews out of every nation unto heaven were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, what shall we do? That's a very good question for your soul salvation. What should you do? What should you be doing? 
Some of you have been baptized already. Some of you have been baptized in Jesus' name. What should you be doing now? Baptism is not just so we can say we were baptized, but it is for the remission of sin so that, and, and there's work to be done. Mm -hmm. We're not here uh, just to be here. We're here for a reason. And that, and that reason is Christ. We're ambassadors for Christ. And, and so uh, we are baptized and some that need to be baptized, some that are caught in between, don't know what to do, get baptized. Have your sins washed away. Get, get things, uh, old things are passed away so that you can walk in the newness of life. If you've been baptized under the titles, uh, get rebaptized in Jesus' name. Uh, whatever we do, when you pray, even though people that, that have said, well, uh, I'm not going to do it in Jesus' name, but when they pray, they say they pray in the name of Jesus. The Bible is clear in Colossians 3 and 17. It says, for whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's Colossians 3 and 17. So there are a lot of ministries, a lot of ministers, a lot of people that are ignoring what the word of God says, they're ignoring it. But let me tell you, God is not going to ignore his word. The Bible tells us that his word is, is held in high esteem, even above his name. Mm -hmm. Peter asked a question when after he had ministered in, at the house of Cornelius and all of those that heard him. Uh, the Bible tells us of the 10th chapter, it says to all, to him given all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him should receive remission of sin. Baptism is for remission of sin. Peter reiterated uh, this and said that it, in the name of Jesus. Now, Peter Ask, can any man forbid water? He's, he's ministering the word of God in Cornelius' house. He's ministering the word of God to these. And, and the Bible said that as he was ministering the word of God, the Holy Ghost fell on them. And he asked the question, can, uh, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Friends, Share this with someone else. Let someone know that baptism is for remission of sin. It doesn't matter what you've done wrong. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter. You know, one of the hardest things that it is that we deal with is forgiveness of ourselves. And, you know, I, I think everyone, I don't know a person that has not struggled with that. But God does not struggle with forgiving us. He doesn't. And when you have done something and you want to get it right, do that. This is a day, a time, a season to get right with God. The Bible said if you if you draw no close to him, he'll draw close to you. You want to be in God. And the way to be in him is through water baptism. But remember, the Bible said that we put him on through, through water baptism. And he also puts us on through the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. We don't teach him. We'll, we'll take this up another day, but we don't teach you to. We don't teach people to speak in tongues. That's not the Bible. We don't tell you to repeat 
some Latin phrase over and over again and tell you that that's speaking in tongues. No, that's speaking in whatever um, language that is, which you can learn at the at the community college. But it's something, it's a gift from God. And God gives it uh, by you calling upon uh, his name. Remember, and that's why we call on the name of Jesus, because he said that the Holy Ghost will come in his name. So you want to call his name and get his attention. And that name is Jesus. It's Jesus. Jesus in the morning. Jesus in the noonday. Jesus when the sun go down. Lord God, we thank you for your word this evening. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy, for watching over and keeping us, Lord God. And I pray and ask that you would bless, Lord, uh, those that have listened. And Lord God, and as they call upon your name, Lord Jesus, as they seek your face, Lord, they've heard your word, Lord God, and, and in hearing your word, Lord God, we want to obey it. We don't just want to be hearers of your word, but we want to be doers of your word, Lord God. And so uh, we know that in doing, we shall be saved. Lord God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness, Lord. Lord, as people are gathering together with families and friends that they may not have seen for a while, Lord God, we pray and ask that you bless them. Lord Jesus, and Lord, those that may not be able to get together because of distance, Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that you would bless them, Lord Jesus, in their conversations. Lord Jesus, those that are sick, ask that you would send healing, comfort, Lord God, for those that need comforting. Lord, we pray and ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. We'll continue to give you praise and give you glory. We'll lift your name even higher, Lord. We'll bless you. Lord, help us to bless you with every fiber and soul of our being. In Jesus' name, amen. You get to join in with us on Sunday. We'll be back in the book of Revelation as the uh, trumpeteers, the angels that have received trumpets, are sounding.